All right, so we're up to Daf Lamed Vav Amid Aleph. We're on the two dots, which is three lines into the page. Just to finish this sugya, the the Gemara said like this: We said in the Mishnah that if a person had two cows owned by the same person, both tam, attack the animal. Now you don't see which animal attacked, but you know it's one of them. So people testify. This was more of the one of the more pushit cases. So you have a cow that's being chased by two cows, both owned by me. People saw my cow attack them. They just don't know which one. So shneim chayavim. Yichayav either way. Yichayav either way because it was definitely attacked by my cow. That's what the Mishnah said. Now the implication of the Mishnah is that he can collect from either one. Now the question is why is that? And let's say the Gemara assumes also that even if one of the cows gets lost, they just go to the other cow. The question is, why is that? The Gemara says, You could conclude from here that if you have two Tamim that attack an animal, you don't know which one. So, That implies that you could just gather from each one. And the problem is, why would that be? Especially, the Gemara assumes right now that we're following Rav Akiva. Now, according to Rav Akiva, when the animal attacks, you now have a Shutvis in that animal, not the other animal. So one animal attacked, you don't know which one. If one of them gets lost, yes, if they're both in front of you, then fine. I get it, it doesn't make a difference. But if one of them gets lost, the yeah, let's assume they're the same size. One of them gets lost, then the Gemara says, well, go to the other cow. So it's A and B. One of the cows attacked, you're not sure which one. You lost A, so the implication of the Mishnah is then just go get it from B. But that's not fair, because it should be the same thing. Why can't I, the owner of the cow, say, prove to me that that cow you have ownership in? Again, according to Rav Yishmael, it's not such a big deal, because according to Rav Yishmael, there's just a debt. But according to Rav Akiva, when my cow attacks your animal, you now get a ownership in my cow. Now, if one of these two cows gets lost, the implication of the Mishnah is that you could just take from the other cow. But why? Why can't I say, prove to me you're an ownership in this cow? Maybe you were an ownership in the other. By the way, the Gemara's conclusion is going to be that it only works when both cows are around. The Gemara like, accepts this as a legitimate ha'ara, and the Gemara will amend it, that it only works when one cow is around. When one cow is lost, it's taka gutaina. But yeah, let's assume they're all that have to be the same. But the point is, even if they're the same, if you follow Rav Akiva that there's an ownership, well, if one cow gets lost, then maybe that ownership is in the other cow. And it should be Hamaytzi Mechel Varaya. The, again, assuming it's a tam, assuming they're the same value, assuming it follows Rav Akiva, and assuming one of them is lost. All those assumptions. So the Gemara says, before we eventually amend the Mishnah to make it work, The Mishnah says we're talking about a muad. You see, when it's a muad, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter which cow attacked. As long It's a muad, you're not actually getting from the ownership of that cow itself. It's just a debt. So therefore, if both my cows attack, one of them attack, we don't know which one, if they're both a muad, it doesn't matter. As long as you could link it back to me. See, with a muad, it's the person, not the cow. So as long as it's a muad, then you're fine. So the case of the Mishnah is that they're muad. Here's the problem. That's not the case of the Mishnah. The Gemara says, Wait, wait, you're telling me the Mishnah is talking about a muad, Ema Seifa, then how do you explain the rest of the Mishnah? What's the next case of the Mishnah? You have two cows. I own both cows. A big one and a small one. One of them attacked your animal. So the Mishnah said, if you remember from this morning, there's a disagreement between the victim and the damager, which one attacked. I, the victim, say the bigger one attacked. You, the damager, said the smaller one attacked. Why, why are we doing this? The answer is because they're both Tom. 
Tom gets a percentage of the value of the cow. So I, as the victim, want the more valuable cow to have attacked me. You, the damager, want the lesser value cow to attack you. That only works if it's a Tom. If you're telling me the case of the Mishnah is a Muad, what do I care? A Muad pays for the damage. It doesn't matter doesn't matter what cow attacked. It doesn't matter the size. It does, doesn't matter. So if you're telling me the Mishnah is talking about a Muad, what does any of this matter? That doesn't make sense. The entire Mishnah only works if you're talking about a Tom. So the Gemara says, What's the difference? If it's a muad, I'll be honest with you, if you own both cows, one's big, one's small, they're both muad and they attack my animal, I don't care which one. doesn't matter. You're going to pay. You're going to pay 100%. If you're Tom and you're paying half of the value and there's a cap of the value of the damaging animal, so now we can get into a whole discussion as to which value, which animal attacked. Less valuable, more valuable. But if you're talking about a muad, what's the difference? Who cares? So the, obviously we're talking about we're talking about a tam. So the Gemara says, Amrlay, safe of a tam and reshamud. Okay, so maybe the end of the mission is the tam, the beginning of the mission is a mood. Amrlay Ravach Ashi, Ibumwad and Chayavim, Chayev Gavrami Boyle. The Sumai Shneim. Okay, one second. Just to remind, we had a case. My I have two animals, both the same value. Both Tom attack your animal. We don't know which one attacked, says the Mishnah, Shneim Chayavim. Chayev either way. Shneim Chayavim. The implication of that is, is that I can take from either cow that I want. Because it doesn't matter. One of them gets lost, I'll go take it from the other one. So we had a question. If you follow Rav Akiva, that every time a tom attacks the animal, you get a percentage of ownership in that cow. So if one of them gets lost, why could you go to the other cow? Why can't I say, maybe the cow that attacked you and you have ownership with is lost? So we said, we're talking about a muad. So why is it shnehem chayovim? Muad is an obligation on the person, not the animals. Tom is very much related to the animals itself. If the Mishnah is talking about a Muad, you would say Chayev. You would not say Shnehem Chayovim. Shnehem Chayovim implies that there's some connection between the animals that attacked and the, and the payment. If it's talking about a Chayev on the Gavra, meaning a Muad, then just say Chayev. Well, Shnehem Chayovim. Well, Shnehem Chayovim doesn't work. Shnehem Chayovim is not a Lashen that works by a Muad. So the Gemara says, you know what? Go back to the original shot. It's a Tom. And what was the problem? The Kasha was, the implication of the Mishnah is that if one animal gets lost, I could just take from the other animal. You know what the answer is? No, that's not true. The Mishnah is talking about where both animals are here. That assumption that if one of the animals gets lost, I could just go to the other animal and take money. No, you cannot do that. That was an assumption was incorrect. That's not what the Mishnah is talking about. The Mishnah is talking about a case where they're both around, both the same value, so I could choose to take from A or I could choose to take from B. If one of them happens to get lost, according to Rav Akiva, it's a big problem. But that's not what the Mishnah is talking about. It says the Gemara, and really we're talking about a Tam. And the cases where they both happen to be around, you didn't lose any of them. I have a lesson to value, but you know what? If one of them gets lost, if Taka A and B attacked your animal, one of them attacked, and they're both the town, they're both the same value, and you lose A, I'm not giving you any money. Why? You'll say, maybe it was B. I'd say, well, maybe it was A. And I'm not giving you a penny. That's Taka how you understand the mission. It's Dafka talking where both are in existence. Okay. On to the next mission. Now, the next Mishnah is like this. <laughs> it's not going to get easier. Mishnah says like this. You have to remember, this is a very big Chiddush, by the way, a huge Chiddush from this daf. 
There's a machlegis Rav Akiva and Rav Yishmol, if a Tom attacks, how do you perceive the, um, the obligation to pay? Rav Yishmol looks at it as a straight-up debt. It's a debt, I'm obligated to pay for half the damage, I'll write you a check. And there is a cap, I understand, but, but, but I, it's, a, it's a chiv on me. You don't have an ownership in the cow, it's a chiv on me. It's a chiv up to the value of the cow, but it's a chiv on me, I write you a check. Rav Akiva says, no, when, you, when my animal attacks your animal, you get a ownership in my cow. By the way, a banana's chiddish from today's stuff. According to Rav Akiva, if that animal then were to attack a second time, you would have to pay. Because you get an ownership, okay, part of being an owner, right? If my animal, A, attacks B, so B is now a partial ownership in A, so we think that's great. It is great, but it also can really mess you up, because if then my animal decides to go wild and it hits C, you're going to have to pay for that. Yeah, yeah, no, I understand. Yeah, you'll have to take half. Yeah, yeah, we're both owners. Meaning, we'll pick, pick, pick uh, people. You own a percentage of two. I'll tell you. I'll tell you the case. I'll tell you. I own a cow. I own a cow. My cow attacks Adam's cow. So now Adam is now a fifty percent ownership in my cow. Let's just assume the value is two hundred dollar cow. I did two hundred dollars worth of damage. So now I own half the cow. You own half the cow. Then my cat, then that cow goes and attacks Gavin. We both have to pay for it because we're both part owners. And then, by the way, if that cow were then to attack Menashe's cow, all three of us would be partial owners and all three of us would have to pay. That's how Rav Akiva looks at this sugya. It's a very big chiddush. Huh? Oh, it's, uh, it's, so let's, let's analyze the mission. The mission says like this. That was Rav Akiva's perspective, but before we get to Rav Akiva, we have a, a, a first Mahalach. Okay. Here's a case. You have an ox that goes nuts, and it gores four, four times, four or five times, right away. Boom, 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 boom. Now, it's still a tam, because according to Moshe Shainim, it's only a muid if it was taken to court. So if that first initial attack, it goes nuts, and it attacks one, two, three, four. No, no, I'm, I'm sorry? One sheet is different days, but even the sheet that it's three times, you still have to take him to court. Three times. So you would have to take him three times. Or you'd have to at least take him to court after the three times to like get him as a mood. If he just goes one, two, three, four in like a ten minute span, tom, 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 tom. Okay? So now here's the deal. So who has to pay? Uh, so that's the kasha. Who has to pay? Now I told you Ravakiva sheet. Let's put Ravakiva on the side. Now think about it. This animal has to, there's four people that got hurt here. Each one is entitled to money, but there's a cap. So at some point you're going to run out of money. Because again, the, the cap is the value of the cow. So if the value of the cow is $200 and you all are owed 50 bucks, then 50, okay, then it could work. But if you're owed 100, then it's going to run out. So what happens if that's the case? So says the Mishnah. Okay. Yeshalim la'acharon shebehem. Here's the deal. If my animal attacks Adam, Adam's animal, and then it attacks Gavin, and then it attacks Menashe, and then it attacks Menashe, boom, 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 boom. The halacha is, let's assume that the value, uh, there's not enough money to go around. It, my animal's worth $200, and it did $200 damage, $200 damage, $200 damage, $200 damage. You know, what the, you know what the halacha is? You keep on passing it down. The one who gets paid is the last one hurt. So if it literally went in this order, it attacked you, then you, then you, then you, you'll get the money. And then if there's extra money from your attack, Meaning, let's say mine was $200 attack, $200 attack, $200 attack, 
$50 attack. So then I'll give you the money. The remaining money then goes to you. And then if there's leftover money, you go backwards. You sort of go backwards. Now, let me make this so it point. Goes from four to one? It goes from the last to attack the to one. the third. To oh, so it goes backwards. It goes backwards. Oh, okay. Most recent attack to the second most recent attack. To to, to to the original person. Now now let me let me just see. And the Mishnah says, "Im If there's extra money, again you have to figure it out because let's say my value my cow is worth two hundred dollars. So if it did 200, 200, 200, 200, there's only enough money for one person, the last guy. But let's say it's two hundred dollar attack, fifty bucks attack, ten dollar attack, ten dollar attack. So I'll give you five bucks, and then I'll take five bucks, and I'll, I have a hundred dollars to play with. You understand? I have, I have a max, so. So it's like this. Rav Meir says, you go the last one. Now, here's the strange part about this. This is not like anybody. I told you before we started the Mishnah how Rav Akiva would perceive this. Rav Akiva would perceive this sugi in a very interesting way, which is my animal attacks Adam's animal, then it goes to Gavin, then to Menashe. Let's just go in that order. Rav Akiva would look at it as follows. It attacks Adam's animal, so now I owe you half the value of the animal. Then when it attacks, then we're both partners, owners. Then we both have to give him 50-50 to, to make his whole. And then if it attacks, then we three have to pay him. That You understand? That's how it works. Okay, that's how Rav Akiva looks at it. How should Rav Yishmael look at it? It's a debt. Let me ask you a question. Forget about a cow. I go, uh, I take a baseball bat, and I think it's funny. I break your window, I break your window, and then I break your window. Who do I pay? What's the order? By a regular damage. Stop damage. The regular order is the first one I did. You go by the first attack. Right? I pay you first. Then I pay you. You go by the, the, the date of the attack. That makes the most sense. Because it's a chov. I'm chayv to you money. Let's say, forget about, a, forget about an attack. Money. I loaned you money at 10 in the morning. And then I loaned you money at 11 in the morning and 12 in the morning. So I pay you first. And then I pay you. And then I pay you. Right? That's how it works, right? If you have the earliest date of the debt, you get paid first. So this... Yeah, but still, it's still the way, again... But why should the last person get it? But still, again, it's an interesting thing. It's like, let's assume there's just $100 to play with. So I give it to Adam, and then my animal attacks Gavin. We give it to Gavin, and then my animal attacks Menashe. Well, we just pass it forward. Why is the last one getting it? The first one should get it. And if there's no more money left, sorry, that's how it works by debt, right? If I owe you money on Monday and then Tuesday and then Wednesday, I'm not paying you first. You pay the Monday first, and if there's extra money, you go to Tuesday. If there's extra money, you go to Wednesday. And you know what? If there's no money, then you guys lucked. You guys, sorry. That's how it should be. So this sheet is very strange. It's neither like Rabbi Shmuel and it's neither like Rabbi Akiva. So now, okay, well, the Gemara will analyze this. Now let's focus on Rav Akiva's perspective, which I told you is that we're partners in it. That's Rav Shimon. Rav Shimon follows Rav Akiva. Rav Shimon says like this, If a $200 cow attacks a $200 cow, and the animal is worth nothing, meaning $200 cow did a $200 worth of damage. So I, Adams, my animal destroyed Adam's animal. $200 cow destroyed a $200 animal. I owe you $100 because it's Nezek. I give you $100. Okay. You now actually, more specifically, you now own half my cow. So the right side of my cow is mine. The left side of the cow is yours. $200 cow, half mine, half yours. It then goes and attacks Gavin's cow. So, and it does $100, $200 worth of damage. Same thing. So now you get half the cow and you take 
50%, you take a, a quarter and I take a quarter. Meaning, me and you are partners. So now we give him $100, we keep the remaining $100 split between us. Again, it's a $200 cow. So when I attack you, you get 50%, I get 50%, 100-100. Now when the animal attacks Gavin's animal, we're both owners in this animal, we're Shotzvim. Our animal attacked his, so we owe him $100. We keep the remaining, 50-50. Why can't I just take your Because we're both partners. We're both partners. He became a shotif. Part of being a shotif is the responsibility. By the way, it's a big shkiddish because the Rishonim are like, what do you want him to do? The answer is, when you become a shotif in an animal, you get the positives, you get the lumps too. That's so part of... Is it 25%, 25%, 50% ownership well, of yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just talking. I'm talking values of dollars. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I've, yeah, he's. <laughs> Correct. So the point is, I'm, I'm just talking in values of dollars. Yes, in percentage of ownership, you're right. I'm talking in dollars. Two hundred dollar cow. He'll get a hundred. We'll get fifty fifty, which is in percentage. You're correct. Then it attacks Menasha. Then it'll get. He'll get a hundred dollars. Yeah, twenty five, twenty five, fifty, hundred. That's how it works. That's how Rav Akiva looks at it. Says the Gemara, Zenoitelmana, Zenoitelmana, Chazavenogach Shor Achashav Masayim. Again, I get a hundred dollars. You get a what? The original owner ends up owning the Scoot. least amount of yeah. cows, responsible yeah. for the least amount. Yeah, yeah, correct. It's very interesting. So I get a hundred dollars. You get a hundred dollars. Then Chazavenogach Shor Acher. Then it attacked Gavin's cow. Did two hundred dollars of the damage. So Acher Noitelmana. So Gavin gets a hundred dollars. Shelafanov. I take 50, you get 50. This is dollars, not percentage of ownership. Then, then it attacks Menashe's cow. So, Menashe gets $100. Gavin gets 50. And we get 25. Okay. Now, uh, okay, fine. That's the Mishnah. So that's how Rav Akiva perceives the sugya. And then you have the first sheet, which is our mayor, that basically the $100 just keeps on pushing off. So first it attacks uh, Adam, he gets $100, then it attacks uh, Gavin, we give him the $100, Adam gets nothing, and then it goes to Menashe, then Menashe gets the $100, Gavin and Adam get nothing, and you keep on pushing off the buck. And the question is, why are we doing that? So it says the Gemara, Masis and money, who, who is Rav Meir like? Like Rav Yishmael, like Rav Akiva. It's not like anybody. Again, Again, it can't be Rav Akiva because as we saw, Rav Akiva's whole thing is percentages and then we're both owners and then it would definitely not be just passing the $100 to the most recent attack. You'll say it's Rav Yishmael. The problem is if it's Rav Yishmael, Rav Yishmael looks at it as a debt, which means when my animal attacks Adam, it's the equivalent of me borrowing money from him. And then it attacks Gavin. It's the equivalent of me then taking out a loan from Gavin. And then Menashe, it's not. I'm not paying you first. I'm paying him first. So why is the money kept on? It should be. It goes to the first attacker and the first v- victim. And if there's extra money, good. And if not, not. That's what it should be. It should be simple. Says the Gemara, Ikrav Yishmol, Hai Achor and Achor Nisker. Why do you give it to the last guy? Rishon Rishon Nisker. Should give it to the first guy. As like any other any other debt. And Ikrav Akiva, and it can't be Rav Akiva, Domer Tari the Shutfihu, because he says that every time you get attacked, you get a percentage ownership. Because as we said, it shouldn't be one person getting all the money. It should be 25, 25, 50, and 100. So who is Rav Meir like? So the Gemara says a very interesting case. Here, here's the case. I'll say it outside, then we'll see it inside. The, the Mishnah follows, Rav Meir sheets is actually Rav Yishmael, and that is, it's a debt. 
So what was the problem? The problem is if my animal attacks Adam, then he gets $100. Then it attacks Gavin. Gavin should just get nothing. It should be that I paid you and then, sorry, out of luck. The case is as follows. That's what it should be. But here's the case. My animal attacks Adam. Adam then, instead of waiting to go to court, just grabs the animal as payment. Here's the problem. When he does that, he becomes a watchman. He is now responsible for watching it. If it then attacks, he is solely, exclusively responsible. Therefore, he gets nothing because he was Poshaya. Then when it attacks you, you decide you also did this stupid thing by grabbing the cow because you said, I too am going to grab the cow. And then it shook free of you. You're now a watchman that didn't do his job. That's the reason. If it wasn't this weird case, it would just be pay the first guy. And if there's extra money, pay the second. But that's not what happened. The case is where it attacked my uh, the first person and he decided to grab it as payment. The problem is, while that does work, he is now a considered a, sh- a shoimer. And therefore, when it runs away, way he is responsible by the way notice i actually keep the hundred dollars because according to this i did nothing wrong you're the shimer it's the equivalent when you grab it it's the equivalent of of like sort of like you're watching it and then any responsibility is your fault i keep the hundred the first hundred dollars meaning it's a two hundred dollar cow yeah it's a hundred i owe hundred dollars hundred dollars hundred dollars i give you the hundred then it goes to you then it goes to you i keep the hundred why because i didn't do anything wrong I, pay, I gave you the $100. You see, if it was the standard, if not for this weird case of grabbing it, if it was just classic Ravi Shmuel, here's what with the, this is what it should be. $200 cow did $200 worth of damage. I pay you half. I give you 100 bucks. Then it did $200 worth of damage. I then give you 100 bucks. I have nothing, 100, 100. Then when it attacks you, you're stuck. You get nothing. That's what it should be. I paid off my debt. I paid off my debt. I'm out of money. Then it hurt you. You are someone who who is indebted without the ability to collect. That's what it should be, because it's a two hundred dollar cow. So I give you one hundred dollars. Okay, I have a hundred. You have a hundred. Then when it attacks you, I have a chayv to you. I give you a hundred dollars. So you have a hundred. You have a hundred of the cow. I sell the cow. Hundred, hundred. Then when the cow attacks you, I got nothing. That's what it should be. So why is it that it's 100, 100, 100, it keeps on going, and I keep the 100, and the 100 goes to Adam, and then it goes to Gavin, and then it goes to Menashe? It's because it's specifically this case. When, when it attacked Adam, he gets $100, I get $100, but then he grabbed it. By doing this, he became a shimer. It's the equivalent of me giving my cow for him to watch. If anything happens, it's his responsibility solely. I keep the original 100, and that extra 100 just goes to you, and then when you grab it, your push it, then it goes to him. That's how you have to. You, you see what I'm saying? Let's see it inside. Amarava, Loyalam Ravi really the first part of the Mishnah that the debt just keeps on moving on from victim to victim to victim, not staying by the original victim, is Ravi It's actually Ravi that it's a debt. And if your question is why does it that the debt keeps on moving along, the answer is. Rishon Rishon is Baalei, it should be the first guy. The cases where Adam, the first victim, grabs the animal as payment. And by doing so, he becomes the Shimer. Then when it then attacks, he forfeits his money, and he's got to pay Gavin. So like the ownership sort of goes from me to you, then to you, and then to you. That's sort of how he looks at it. The ownership and the responsibility. Value each time it 
protect something, the cow now devalues itself a little bit because it has some hair on the deal. And also when you have a partnership, I don't think there's a devalue. I don't think there's a devaluation until it becomes a mood. Mm, interesting. So you pay him a hundred, but now it's only. But I don't know if it, if they if they were buying if they were buying cows for for meat. I don't know if it mattered. I don't know the market of cows, but the point is, so says the Gemara, Ihachi, now just one quick point, if that's the case, so you grabbed it as a shimer, therefore you're responsible, Ihachi, Yesh by Moisa, Yachsel Shalafanov, Yachsel Abaylam then shouldn't the owner keep, I should keep originally $100? And the answer is yes, you do. Amravina Hacha Katani, Im Yesh by Moisa bin Azakim, Yachsel Shalafanov. Meaning, again, I want to make this point clear, it's a $200 cow, it's the $200 damage, $200 damage, $200 damage, I pay half, so it's 100, 100, 100, that's who, right, if you follow Ravi Shmuel, this is what it should be, it's a $200 cow, it attacks you, you get 100, then when it attacks Gavin's cow, he gets my 100, so 100 and 100, and then when it goes to Menasha, I got no money left, that's what it should be, but that's not what's happening here, because it's specifically this case where you grabbed it as payment. Therefore, you get 100, I get 100. You grabbed it as payment, now you're responsible. It then attacks Gavin, you forfeit your money, and it goes to Gavin. I keep my 100. I didn't do anything wrong. Then, you grab it, and then when it runs free, and it attacks Menashe's cow, you forfeit your money. I keep my $100. That's how you understand the mission according to Rav Yishmael. The Gemara says, Rav Yechanan said that's the only way to understand this Mishnah is that it's talking about Shomer. That's the only way to understand this Mishnah. Now, by the way, that means, what interesting point, I'm sorry? Oh, it can keep, correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, correct. Oh, yeah, no, it's, it's just, it's one, it's one attack at a time. Now, what's interesting is, there were two opinions in the Mishnah. Rav Meir, who we explain now according to Rav Yishmael, and then you had Rav Shimon, who we explained according to Rav Akiva. So the Mishnah goes from Rav Yishmael's perspective to Rav Akiva's perspective. Those are that, that's the evolution. The two opinions is Rav Yishmael and Rav Akiva. Rav Yishmael will say that it's debt and therefore you have you keep on passing up the buck because it's a specific case of grabbing it. Rav Akiva is percentage of ownership. Therefore, when it attacks Adam, me and him are owners. And then when it attacks Gavin, me and Adam have to pay Gavin. And then when it attacks Menashe's cow, all three of us are owners. So it's going from Rav Yishmael's opinion to Rav Akiva's opinion. The Gemara will be bothered by this, that why is it going from opinion to opinion? The Gemara is going to answer it's perfectly fine to do that. The Gemara says, Kimta, how are you explaining the Mishnah, Rav The first opinion follows Rav Yishmael. Ihachi emesefa. The Gemara just assumes that both opinions would be following Rav Yishmael or Rav Akiva, but that it doesn't work. The first opinion follows Rav Yishmael. The second opinion follows Rav Akiva. Ihachi emesefa. Go to the next page. Shimon Oimer. The next case is Shar Shavam Asayim Shenaga Shar Shavam Asayim. Vein Hanaveli Yafa Klum. Zen Oitel Mana Vizen Oitel Mana. Chazav Naga Shar Shalachot Shavam Asayim Achar Oitel Mana Shalafanu Vizen Oitel Chamishim Zos Vizen Chamishim Zos. Chagav Naga Achar Oitel Mana Shalafanu Oitel Chamishim Zos. Shnei Mershinim Dinu Zav. Again, it keeps going. I uh, what was it? Uh, Menashe gets a hundred dollars. Gavin gets 50, and me and Adam split 25 each, right? That follows who? That's Rav Akiva's logic. So the first opinion follows Rav Yishmael, the second opinion follows Rav Akiva. Isn't that strange? The Gemara says, Reisha Rav Yishmael, the Sefer Rav Akiva. So you're, going, you're saying it goes from Rav Yishmael to Rav Akiva? The answer is, yeah. To Amr Le'er Shmuel, in, yeah, that, that, yes it does. To Amr Rav Shmuel, Rav Yehuda, Shmuel said to Rav Yudah, Shin, a sharp one, Shavoyk Masisan, stop trying to figure out, this, uh, figure out the Mishnah, Tabasra, listen to me, Reisha Rav Yishmael, Zev Rav Yudah. That's the end of the Mishnah. Now, new topic, completely unrelated, um, and <laughs> it's so random of how it gets Shaykhaz. The Mishnah's last case was, it went from 
my animal attacks Adam, so 100-100. Then it attacks Gavin's animal, 150-50. Then it attacks Menasha, 150-25-25. Now, why does the Mishnah stop giving cases? I'd be like, because at some point it has to stop. <laughs> because it could go one more time. It could be 100 50, 25, 12 and a half, 12 and a half, right? It can keep going. Why does it stop? The Gemara assumes that the reason why it stops is because it's not going with the type of coins that goes at halves. There was a shaila of what type of coin the the, the Mishnah, what type of uh, dinar, what type of sela the Mishnah was referring to. One type of sela is a half of a zuz, and one type of sela is four zuz. If it's a half a zuz type, then you could actually go one more case, because then you could do 12 and a half. You could do 12 and a half, because that, that's the type of currency. It's it's sort of like a completely side detour. We'll see it inside. The Mishnah said like this, Tanan Hasam, if I punch you in your ear, <laughs> to embarrass you, it's kind of funny, I punch you in your ear. Actually, not actually not blow. I I, I not punch you. I'm more like, um, according to Rashi, it either punches you or shouting in your ear. Point is, I hurt your ear and in a humiliating way. So I got to pay for the damage to your eardrum and the humiliation. So, you pay a sella for the humiliation. The punishment, the, the humiliation tax for doing that is a sella. Now, there's two different types of sellas, as we'll see. There's what's called a, a Tyrian sella, a sella tsuri, which is forzos because it was made of actual silver. And then you have what's called a sella medina, which was silver alloy. So it's it's a half a zuz. So it's either half a zuz or forzos, which is eight. 8x? Half of those are forces. So it's 8x. So there's two different types of coins. We just say one of them is what you pay for humiliation. By the way, huge difference between 50 cents and 4 bucks. Like that's, that's, the, that's the difference. So Rabbi Yehuda ben Rishim Galili, he says a mana. It's a mana. Fine. Now the first opinion is that for embarrassment is you pay a seller. There was a guy who punched his friend in the ear. They sent to Rav Yosef the following message. You have to pay a sella. Now, what type of sella? Is the sella tsuri tanan? Is it a sella tsuri, which is four zuz? Or a sella medina? Or is it a sella medina, which is a half a zuz? So is it 50 cents or four bucks, basically? So Amrle, well, Tenisua. The question is basically, whenever the Mishnah deals with a sella, which which type of sella is the standard sella of the Mishnayas? So it said in our Mishnah, Shnai Marishonim Dinar Zav. Now, okay, one sella is 50 cents, is a half. Of Azuz, and one cell is four. Our Mishnah, this is the proof. Our Mishnah said the case was it attacks you, 100 100. It attacks you, 150 50. It attacks you, 150 25 25. Then it stopped. The Gemara assumes that the reason why it stopped is because what else do you want us to do? There's no more cases. But if a cella is a half Azuz, that means there's a half coin. So why can't it do this? It attacks a fifth person, 150 25, 12 and a half, 12 and a half. Half a coin. The fact that the Mishnah doesn't offer that means there is no half coin. Well, the Mishnah is, there is no half coin. Exactly. A sella is forces, meaning the Gemara understands that the reason why I didn't pick this last case is not because it's just arbitrary, just wanted to stop giving cases. It didn't say it because there's no such thing as being the Chayvi 12 and a half because there was no half coin in Mishnaic time periods, which means that a sella in the Mishnayis is not a half a zuz. Because that's not a thing, it's forces. So the Gemara says, and if you think a seller could be a half a zuz, that means there's a half currency. Why not give one more case where it's, it attacked the fifth guy and the last guy gets 100, the second to last gets 50, the third to last gets 25, and me and Adam, the last two, get 12 and a half. And where's the, how do you get a half? That's uh, a seller. 
half a zuz. The fact that it didn't do that means there is no half coins. So the Gemara says no. What the Mishnah is just, uh, it's, a, it's a seller that it just has to list everything. The Mishnah has to list every single. I mean, the fact that it's in a list of fifth case is not because the fifth case doesn't exist, it's because at some point it's got to stop. At some point the cases need to end. Okay. Now, my Havila, what is the conclusion? Whenever the Mishnah says seller, what type of seller is it? Is it a half a, half a zuz or four zuz? So here's the rule. Pashtu mihadam Rav Yosef, kol kesef amr Anytime the word kesef is found in the Torah, it's kesef tsuri. That's Kesef uh, Tsuri, which is silver, actual silver. Shel Devreyim, but anytime it's rabbinic, it's Kesef Medina. So anytime you're dealing with a rabbinic penalty, the seller is a half. So punching someone in the ear, which is humiliation, is a rabbinic amount. The Torah never says an amount specifically. That's the rabbis instituted. So therefore the seller of the rabbis of humiliation is a half of those. 50 cents, not four bucks. Now the Gemara has two, two stories. We'll end with this. Now that you know that when you humiliate someone by blowing in their ear or punching them in the ear, you pay a sella of half a zuz, which is a very, very little amount, 50 cents. So the Gemara says, There was a certain man who said to Rabbi Yosef, Since the payment that I'm owed is half a zuz, again, someone punched, this is the previous, uh, previous case, this is that there was a guy who punched his friend in the ear, and Rav Yosef said, you have to pay a half a zuz. So the guy who the victim said, because it's only a half a zuz, now that they figure out it's only a half a zuz, he says, I don't want it. I don't even want it. It's like a, you give a guy a, it's like you give a guy a collector 50 cents and he gives it back to you. He says, I don't want it. Okay. So Rav Yosef, fine. So Rav Yosef took the money. Uh, Rav Yosef was a guy by tzedakah. So he took it for tzedakah. Fine. You don't want it. Again, the the, the, the the damager has to give the victim 50 cents. The victim, instead of taking the money, he's like, it's 50 cents, it's not four bucks, I don't want it. So Rav Yosef took it. Now, no civilianium. So Rav Yosef, Rav Yosef collected it, put it in the pushka. So, Hadar Amrle, afterwards, the guy came back to Rav Yosef. He says, no, Nisvile, I, I, I changed my mind, I want it back. I'll go take a shower. I'll go, I'll go, I'll, I, I, you know what? 50, I, was, I, was, I was foolish, 50 cents is good money, I'll, I'll, I'll take it. So I'm going Yosef, nope, too late, I put it in the pushka. Once it's already collected in the pushka, then it's already considered in the hands of the Aniyim. Ah, he never actually gave it to the Aniyim, he just collected it for them. The halacha is that the Gabay Tzedakah is an extension of the Ani, and therefore when the Gabay Tzedakah takes it for the Ani, it's Ke'ilo the Anim have it. How do I know this? Dam Rav Yehuda Mishmul, Yisoyimim orphans, ain't Tzrichim Prusbal. Yisoyimim don't need a Prusbal. What's a Prusbal? A Prusbal is that Shemitah cancels loans, so Prusbal transfers the debt to Bezdin. It does not cancel the loans of Bezdin. Yisoyimim don't need that. Why? Because the hands of the Gabay Tzedakah it's like Bezdin, meaning it's like it goes straight to Bezdin. So the Gemara says, Meaning the point is, the, 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 the Bezdin, the, the, the hands of the, the, the one who's in charge of the Yisomim, which is another way of, like a Gabay Tzedakah, he's Ke'ilu, it's the hands of Bezdin. So I guess the same thing over here, just like the courts, on behalf of the Yisoyimim, they, they don't have actually have to take it, just them taking it is enough, taking the courts off, so too, uh, the Aniyim as well. One last story, we'll end with, a, it's a funny Misa. It's, it's, it's not, like, it's kind of funny. Hanan Bisha, there was a guy named Hanan Bisha, Hanan the evil. Hanan Bisha, Takalehu Gavra. So Hanan Bisha punched someone in the ear, which we said is a, 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 a seller, which is a half a Zuz. The problem is only he only had a Zuz. He couldn't get change. So what does he do? Exactly. So the Gemara says, "Zil Okay, give him half a zuz. 
So boy he was trying to get a change of his but he had an older one, no one was willing to give him change. So he punched him one more time, he gave him a full size. There you go. It's like an old clever. Uh, it, yeah, exactly. It's an old Africa stellar bit.